Welcome back to the show, guys. This is your host, Braulio, bringing you a new episode, episode 74 of the Lobo TV podcast. Uh, the show where we took a long, long, long break. And um, last week, or the two weeks ago, actually, we came back to the episode. But that was a unified episode. This is going to be sort of a unified episode as well. Um, but yeah. Been taking a long break, but we're back with the best Marvel show you're gonna hear all let's say all month when we talk about all nerdy things, all fun things. And with me, I got the man, the machine, Florence in the machine, Morgan. Hello, sir. Hello, Florence in the machine is an actually good band, and I will not accept awesome slander from people out there in the in the internet. <laughs> Listen, the dog's days are heaven. Wait, no, the dog's days are... What is the name of the song? The dog's... Go to heaven? Something like that? Probably. I don't know. I just really love hand claps. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they're awesome. The first time I heard them was actually in Vampire Diaries. I became obsessed with them. I really do. I love so many like random bands that make a lot of uh, make a lot of like TV songs or whatever. Things that like you... Like, whatever the band was... That did every song for Smallville. If you're listening to this, I love your band. Remy Zero. Remy Zero, make a comeback. All right, I love your band. <laughs> Dude, um, have you ever have you listened to the um, Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbar- Ro- Rosenberg 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 podcast? Rosenberg, yeah. thank you. I I do I quite enjoy their podcast. I think that. There, okay. Michael Rosenbaum, not only the best Lex Luthor that there has ever been on television or uh, film, um, but also the best Flash that there's been on television because him as Wally West was absolutely good. Him as Wally West, where, when? In Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, he voiced the Flash. Ah, who voiced Lex in the the Superman animated series? Because he uh, was one of the best ones too. In Superman the animated series, I don't remember. I think it's uh let's find out. We about to we about to see who it is. We're about to hit that Google machine. You know? Uh Superman the animated series. There we go. Uh I just threw in. Okay, let's see, let's see, let's see. Boom 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 boom. It was I don't even know why they would even show me. I don't even know why they would show <laughs> the terrible, terrible Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> he was likes? No, not in not in the thing. I was like, why in the world would you even show me Jesse Eisenberg? <laughs> you know, his legs wasn't the worst. It just wasn't a Lex. Like if he would have been like, let's say Plastic Man or something like that, then it would have made more sense. Like I feel like he had the, the Plastic Man kind of personality so he would have been a good plastic man is he just he felt like um he felt like he felt like the joker <laughs> he felt like a caricature man yeah like the whole time i was like looking at him i was like that's just the joker but like the the like old school joker before the dark knight you know what i mean <laughs> you know who he felt like he felt like um who is it the who's the robin that becomes joker uh tim drake in uh he, in batman uh beyond he felt like a tim drake yeah it was clancy brown that's who voiced him in the animated series okay well he was he should be 
in the top Lexus. Yes, much like Mark Hamill is the peak of Jokers. And just like uh, who played Batman? Who voiced Batman? Kevin Conroy. There you go. Actually, in the um, the DCAU, the voice of Batman, that dude was the best. Really? Mm-hmm. He was my favorite Batman. Say so, yeah, I'm a big I'm a big Adam West guy and a big Kevin Conroy guy. Adam West never did voiceover though, right? He didn't, but uh, I love I love Adam West Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did do voiceover for me. You're Adam West, exactly, you know? and Catman. Uh, that, that, that's, those are facts, Morgan. You're speaking facts out here. I loved Catman. Uh, <laughs> that's that's like the like I understood that he did Batman around the time that like Catman had been a thing, but like I didn't connect it for years. Like I don't know why my brain just didn't put two and two together for years. <laughs> Listen, different era, pre-internet. That was like hard to find things. It's true. Like, like I, was, I feel like that's one of the best parts of kayfabe, the fact that you didn't know who, really who it was supposed to be, but you just enjoy their their art. Exactly. Speaking of art. Wait, hold on. Let me turn on the lights here, because I, I want to turn off the... Since we're not doing video, people, mm-hmm. we did a video podcast, so you could go check that out at the Lobo TV on YouTube. Cheap plug there. And see our hot faces. Gorgeous faces, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is much better. There's some purple ambiance here. Oh, nice. Hey, did, did you watch a lot of uh, Justice League uh, or Justice League Unlimited? Not really. I was. I always been more into Marvel. So Superman stuff. What I used to watch was, you know, corny shows like the Super Friends. I used to watch um, Batman or the Batman, Batman Beyond, and I used to watch the the OG Superman show. In the early 2000s, but besides that, I wasn't really into the Justice League show or the. What was the other one? There was another DC show, animated show. I mean, there were there were so many. Uh, Young yeah, Justice yeah. Fire. Um, they did a a short run with Green Lantern, but no one really watched it. I watched it, but no one really watched it. I uh, did enjoy the Justice League though, to some extent, because the that's the one that had how and. What's the other Green Lantern? Hal Jordan and... Guy Gardner? John Stewart? Hal John. Gardner. John. <laughs> when he and Hawkgirl were uh, a thing and then Hawkman comes back. Is it, is that is, it is the peak of, of DC animation, if you ask me. Because the characters yeah, are so well written. Um, the, the, it's like, the peak of animation, period, man. Because around that time, we had the, the X-Men, we had the Amazing Spider-Man. Was it Amazing Spider-Man or Unlimited Spider-Man? I think it was Spider-Man Unlimited at that time. Unlimited, yeah. You're right. And we also had the X-Men, which were... I think at that point, they were in rerun mode. Yeah. And then Spider-Man and his amazing friends was in reruns. Spider-Man and the animated series were in reruns. Like, the Iron Man and Hulk shows were out around then? Yes. I wasn't... That one wasn't very well animated, but it was it was okay for... Uh, you getting home from school, you got nothing to do, so... You know, internet's still not a thing. Yes, people, there was a time when internet wasn't that big of a thing. I know it's hard to believe, especially as you listen to podcasts. It's true, and you just kind of ran and watched whatever was on the TV. Like, you kind of knew, okay, so because there was no streaming at this time, children uh, gather around, listen to Grandpa Bradley and Grandpa Morgan explain (laughs) (laughs) explain the 90s and early 2000s to you. 
uh, <laughs> you you ran home because you understood that there was a time slot that the thing you wanted to watch was on, and if you missed it, you weren't going to see it for maybe like four months when it came on in reruns. <laughs> so you just ran home, you sprinted from the bus stop into your house, and you just immediately cut the TV on. Your shoes are still on. You're like pretending like you're definitely not having your backpack on at the same time. You're like, I did my homework. It's fine. And then you watch the show at four o'clock on the dot exactly, and then all the cartoons were there. <laughs> and let's not forget the the one that was should be the MVP of early childhood, the um, TV Guy channel. Yes. Dude, you know how many hours I spent watching the TV Guy channel trying to figure out what sh- what time my show started, and then you either blink or you have to do something, and then your channel passes and you miss it, so you have to sit through the entire eighty plus channels at the time. Oh, I remember those days. I felt so goaded when my grandmother got a subscription to the TV Guide. Oh, look, I missed the fancy over here. <laughs> and then we finally had the actual book, and I was like, yo, I feel so good right now. <laughs> they used to send it weekly, right? Or bi-weekly? Yeah, it was, like, it was uh, bi-weekly. That's the one we had. I think they had one for weekly. Um, yeah, but that was like the golden. Yeah, so like- I think they had that was like monthly, but that one was kind of like terrible. Uh, the monthly one like sucked. Everything. Yeah, because it it was it was like anything could change at any point. But the weekly one, if you had the weekly one, you like lived on Beverly Hills or something because that was most expensive. Was like, you had that weekly one? Oh my gosh! And then yeah. like I remember there was a time like uh, where you just take one out of the dentist's office or something. Remember this? Like take one off. <laughs> I remember I used to go to the who else used to have those. Uh, the pediatrician's office, and there was a pediatrics not too far from my house, so I used to go there and... Oh, my stomach hurts. Oh, TV guy, woo! You know, like, this is what you had to do before Netflix existed, kids. Like, you had to find a person that you could fleece a booklet off of. Or having to call your friends, like, yo, you know what time this channel comes on? Or this show comes on? Truthfully, honestly. Like, and it, I mean, you kind of, you learned a lot about, like, time management, though. Because you kind of yeah. know, and you lived your life by whatever show you were watching. <laughs> and listen, I think if I'm not mistaken, some channels even were fancy enough that they had a hotline. They could call to find out what time your show started. Yeah, they did. Uh, uh, I, I know those Spanish ones were definitely had that. Yeah, that was also the TV guy was also how I figured out uh, like Skinamax. <laughs> uh, what was uh, the one that I used to like? It was uh, Cat, not Cat House. Yeah, Cat House. Uh, Isabella Soprano. If you uh, don't know yeah. who that is, you do yourself a service and take some time after, of course, you listen to the Global TV podcast as well as the Rent Pod. Distribute it anywhere that podcasts are sold. Cheap plug for the win. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, after you listen to the show, go watch some Isabella Soprano. And, you know, thank you later. Send me send, not pictures. I don't want to see you know pictures or anything. <laughs> Just send me thank you notes. <laughs> Have to put that out. <laughs> no, I don't want to see uh, blue dingles and berries. No, like that was that that was like oof. Those were those were good times. I mean, you know, now it's we have so much convenience. Uh, but those were, I mean, trying to chase down a show that you missed an episode of six weeks ago, and you're like, when is it going to come back on? You're like memorizing like the episode number, and you're like, "I'm gonna see it." <laughs> Tell you what, though, TNT was the the was it T- yeah, TNT was one of the best shows just for that exact reason. Like, you missed the movie. What is gonna be on TNT on this day? What TNT is the best? 
Dude, I used to just watch. Uh, this is why I I miss cable for the explicit reason of not. I mean, number one, obviously, I work in media and entertainment, and I like a paycheck, and cable is like so much money. Um, but also, I just enjoyed watching like terrible like dramas that like came on TNT in the afternoon when you're like home from school for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, I'll watch this. I'll watch Las Vegas for twelve hours. I watched uh, what was the, the other one? Judge Judy, Maury. Yeah, Burn Notice was on like all the time. Burn Notice. What? Tell you what though, Days of Our Lives was used to be fun. Dude, dude, I, I think we did an episode incredible. on it. Yeah, like it, it's one of those things where it's like whenever you were home alone or just at home and skipping school for whatever reason, whether you're sick or just you know faking it. Like it was something about like TNT always held you down, USA always held you down, and TBS, like, yeah, TBS always had your back, and then like MeTV or uh or, like <laughs> Channel Eleven always had your back. And then when you get tired of watching grown-up shows, you switch over into PBS and you watch Caillou. Uh, what was the other ones? Zabumafu or whatever. <laughs> I think wasn't Clifford down there too. Yeah, Clifford was on there. Arthur. Arthur, Every Arthur was good. The library song like pops into my head, and I'm like, having fun isn't hard when you've got a library card. God, you just brought back like so many memories. <laughs> you know what's something that I do miss though? Ads, but like, com- like actual legit commercials, man, from back in the yeah. day. Oh, like, do you remember the "You're a lint licker"? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, I miss it so badly because it's like, I, 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 I want to know what's happening. There was nothing like that, that sweet moment at three o'clock in the morning where you're like half asleep and then all of a sudden you just hear Michael Bublé's voice, you know? <laughs> or like oh Michael my God, Bublé. the Christmas when they used to sell CDs? Yes. Dude, tell you what though, those um, commercial awards that they used to give back in the day were so good. They were. Like, I miss knowing what's going on. Now it's like, if you're not checking the internet every five minutes, you feel like you missed out on something. On so like, much. Commercials used to just tell you what was happening. Um, there's this channel on YouTube. I forgot what it's called, but it's something nostalgia. And it's just commercials from the uh, late mid nineties to I think up to 2005 from like different syndications. Dude, you have to watch this channel cause it's so good. I'm gonna leave it in the in the comment section below here on YouTube, and I'm gonna put it in the description in the podcast because you guys need to check it out as well. <laughs> Perfect. See, I like I said, I miss. I there's nothing like uh, falling asleep to Nick at night watching the nanny, uh, and then oh my god, the nanny, and then all you hear is just the opening intro to the George Lopez show. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, and what about Sex in the City? I remember when I used to hear the so Sex in the City reruns intro i was like oh time to vent you know or you just like you you wake up like dead sleep and you're like <laughs> <laughs> at what age did you get a tv in your room um i don't know it was like what i was like maybe nine or ten maybe uh 11 here i remember when that happened I still didn't have a cable box because you know that was strictly for the living room but yeah. i remember that i used to have um the partition that you kind of like can skim through the or not skim but like deal your own cable yeah and i remember when i got my own tv in my room i was like oh my god i'm just like like porn heaven channel 69 channel 71 what 
is that, I mean, I, yeah, like, I think I was about nine or 10, I think. Cause I still, I, all I remember is I still had a terrible CRT TV. This was before flat screens. <laughs> oh God. Yes. <laughs> well, no, I was past that already. We were already at the controller A stage, but I did have a, <laughs> for those of you that can't see my hands, this is actually nobody can see my hands. We're not having a video doing this. The little, the little crank. <laughs> yeah. The little crank or having to tell your parents tell you, Oh, you're in your room. They call you over. You think it's something poor. Okay. Oh, you crank the TV. Oh, mother flower. Is that, lucky. You know, yeah, lucky I can't run away. This was literally right after that era and right before. No, this was probably like three or four years before. But this is dial-up era. Like dial-up was still still a thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, dial-up. Did you ever live to um, color colorless TV? No, I didn't live through colorless. I had color. Um, my granddad owned a colorless TV. My parents did as well, man, because we I lived in Dominican Republic until the age of nine. So when we lived out there, I think we got our first color TV when I when I was like five. No, lies. When I was like six. Because, you know, you live in the country. Whatever. That was that was fun, man. I miss those TVs like that. Everything's in grayscale. Is that a little bit like I miss him a little bit. Like my granddad had he would always have he had like a, a, a color TV in like the living room. But in like his like man cave or whatever, <laughs> he had like the the old colorless TV that you had to crank and everything, and it was, like the knob was had fallen off, so he needed like this pair of pliers. <laughs> like, oh god, <laughs> I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. I think I lost you there. Oh, oh. am I back? Yep, yeah, okay, now you're back. Sorry, I have a, an alarm for um for push-ups, and it just went off. <laughs> yes, people, I'm back into full-on fitness mode. I have alarms for push-ups, and yeah, I'm 30 pounds down. If you want to keep track and follow my follow me follow along on my fitness journey, you can follow me on Clapper by looking for Lowell TV. You can also find my new fitness TikTok call Begnagon Zero. All of that will be in the description and uh yeah the description on YouTube podcasting you know the things you know the things beautiful beautiful all right I just realized we haven't even officially started. Oh yeah <laughs> so yes guys so we haven't recorded in a while life has happened um Morgan and I did make a episode about two weeks about a week and a half ago it's up here on YouTube. It's also been distributed to the podcasting world. And speaking of podcasting world, I do have to talk about the elephant in the room. Um, I around the time that we stopped recording, you know, due to life being life, um, I did switch podcasting providers. So I went from uh, Podbeam, who was providing a service that I did really enjoy, and now I'm back on Podcaster, which is. Spotify's uh, rebranding of Anchor, which is a purchase for a pretty penny. So one thing that I did notice when I was doing the transferring of the RSS, the RSS feed is that a lot of the legacy episodes, so episodes 73 down to the two bonus episodes, so 75 episodes were unfortunately lost. So if you were able to download the episodes before you know, before the they were taken down from Podbean, you are one of the lucky few that still has 
a, what I like to call a little piece of history. Um, mm-hmm. Morgan did bring up the good point that at some point it will be good to redistribute these episodes. So I am going to, at some point, I'm, I'm going to create a Patreon and where you guys can listen to all the legacy episodes that were recorded for the Lobo TV podcast, aka Braulio show at the time, which was originally season one and the first half of season two. Um, this officially could be considered season three, even though it's just going to be a continuation as so far as numbers. But those episodes are going to be posted on Patreon at some point. The subscription, I'm not going to, you know, snatch your pockets or anything. This is going to be a 50 cent contribution if you want to, you know, help support the shows. Um, you guys will be more than welcome to do so. You could check out all the episodes, any, I was going to say any contraband, but any um, kind of behind the scenes episodes we might record they'll be all posted there patreon is all going to be a 50 cent subscription you know like i said we know uh, the economy's hard right now we don't want to you know stif- stifle anybody that's not a word um but you know it'll be there hopefully you guys have a chance to check it out i will be mentioning when the patreon does go live but i just wanted to you know talk about that i did lose all my entire feed I lost all my iTunes ratings, so I would really, truly appreciate it if you guys could take a moment out of your time, go to iTunes, give the show a five-star rating if you feel it deserves a five-star rating. And if not, just, you know, comment there. Let me know why. What can we improve? Yeah, that's a little bit of house cleanup from my end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bit of, very disappointed that I lost all the legacy episodes, man. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a rough like thing whenever whenever something like that happens, um, because like yeah, I mean you put a lot of work into things and then to have it kind of, um, you know, have it lost or or in some cases, uh, for for certain people have it thrown away. Um, yeah. Luckily, I did have saved the MP3s though. That's one tip that I think you gave me when we first started conversing or like doing podcasts. You mentioned that you used to keep the mp3 so i was like oh that's a good tip so you know thank you for that yeah i mean you know like it's it's something i've learned like certainly over the years of like losing or like having to search through like archives and be like oh my gosh do i still have this thing is just mm-hmm. save it <laughs> i was gonna use wordpress or like get a raspberry pi and just host myself or like even do the, the internet archive but i was like you know it's gonna lose quality in the transfer since it's like though not the most proficient of backup methods or whatever but hopefully with the patreon it, it's a good place for the for the listeners to you know get to chat with us a little more get to hear the legacy episodes and you my good sir you're more than welcome to dump any content you want in there yeah we might do some um do some behind the scenes stuff where you might learn a little bit more about our, like our personalities and things like that. Uh, we might do some, uh, some TikTok times or something. I don't know. We might react to some content over there. Um, and if and one thing that I think that I've always wanted to do, it might be cool to do some Patreon exclusive podcasts where we invite one of the listeners and they could join us, chat with us. And the episode will be, will live there in infamy. Exactly. Like, uh, like Chad Vice, but, less insanity have you have you ever seen that before name sounds familiar but i don't know if i'm confusing with chad roulette which was just you know aka the penis show it's like uh chad vice was this this like segment that um that hassan uh hassanabi uh did like 
way back in the day that they kind of brought back the other like the other week or something where they just like gave viewers advice um and i legitimately heard the most insane thing while i was watching it and i was like nah ain't no way dude <laughs> you'd be surprised at things you hear when you open up the, the floodgates to everybody it's true Girl, but at so. this point are you surprised about anything do you hear not really i think <laughs> i think it's so it's become such like a every day you open up an app and it's like the most insane people possible posting things you know so it's, it's very hard to be surprised anymore yeah i feel desensitized to some extent exactly like i still enjoy i love to be surprised sometimes like i was surprised today when i was like reading a, a tweet and it was like somebody was talking about how they shipped uh Ben Ten and Gwen Ten together, and I was like, nah. <laughs> that's uh, that's I don't I don't know how I feel about that. I was like, because my my rational regular human brain was like, those are cousins. That's not right. <laughs> Listen, man. Some that's that's that. You know what? I'm just gonna stop right there. <laughs> you know, and I'm like reading the replies, and people are defending it. I'm like, bro, you can't defend this. You can't just stop defending this. <laughs> Listen, all I gotta say is I watch Game of Thrones, so Lannister's got a Lannister. Dude, it it started well before that. I remember Lost? Oh my gosh, Lost a TV show? Yes. Wait, what instance was there? Remember the rich kids? Oh, with um, Boom and what's her name? Sharon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, Damon Salvatore. That was just what are you doing, sir? Exactly. We've been down this rabbit hole a long time, man. <laughs> you know what? I haven't rewatched Lost in a while. Might be time to bring it back. Yeah, I rewatched it a few years ago, and I remembered why I got so mad at it. I, I don't. I don't hate the ending. That to me, it was the only logical solution out of it. What I did mind was towards the latter seasons, they got way too into the flashbacks, flash forwards, man. Like, I get that the show's been doing that since the beginning, but at, back in the earlier seasons, it was mostly for one or two, three minutes to set up the, the story of the episode. In the latter seasons, it was just too much, and it, it kind of derailed from the island stuff, in my mind, in my opinion. Yeah, especially once they had already kind of like gotten okay. This is spoilers for a twenty-year-old show, but whatever. Um, <laughs> if you don't want to hear the spoilers of a show that came out in literally two thousand five, clip. Uh, yeah, you'd be forward. surprised. There's a lot of people that are getting into it now. It will skip forward if you weren't alive in two thousand five. <laughs> um, skip forward like I don't know a minute or something. Um, mm-hmm. But when when they had already like when we thought they had left the island and then they started flashing back to that time, I was like, all right, we could have stopped that. Like we could have stopped her right around that time and just just go forward with the story at this point. We don't need to sack anymore. After like season four, really, they they could have stopped the flashbacks. <laughs> they should have stopped the flashbacks when I was in. Hmm. How about this? They shouldn't have done flashbacks for every character, even if it's a character that's been that's being shown as kind of a, a main character per se, like Ana Lucia. Horrible character. Michelle Rodriguez, her contribution to the show was one of the worst. Um, the Mr. Echo flashbacks, I really enjoy those because I like learning about his backstory when he left in um, 
What was it? I think it lived in Ghana or one of two. Yeah, and and who else? The the twins fighting. There are flashbacks because at that point, Boom was already doing Vampire Diaries, so you could tell that it wasn't the same character because he his mannerisms were already more kind of Demon Salvatore than the original Boom. So it kind of threw it off even more because like, eh, eh. Exactly. Like, I'm always a fan of, like, and Arrow did a lot of this, too, that kind of, like, made me mad. Um, oh, God, the island flashbacks. There's so many flashbacks. Like, I'm always a fan of, like, flashbacks up until you reach the current point in the story that you're at, and then no longer flashbacks. Then just let the story be told from where we're at. We don't need to see every bit of history that every character has. Like, you can just kind of be like, all right, we've learned enough, now we can just move forward. <laughs> Arrow, you know where they lost me? When they were when they finished with the island flashbacks, I think this is when it led up to season two. So when they started doing the flashbacks of oh Oliver got out of the island and he went to some random country. Ooh. So I'm like, right, why didn't he just go home then at that point? Is that but no, they wanna like just keep him in the island. Because they wanted him to be Batman. So then they were like, it, it did not work though. To buy Rachel Ghoul. Ooh. And I'm like, bro, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, like, I like Oliver in the animated series because they make him a, like a quirkier character. In this show, it was like too much like, oh, we can use Batman, but let's make him Batman. Like you said. <laughs> Is that, and, and that really started in like, uh, that, that's like, those qualities really started in Smallville too. Because he's like heavily, like he's just Batman in Smallville. Ye- yes, but <laughs> see, I wouldn't call him Batman in Smallville. I'll call him Alfred. Like he was supportive in the way that you would think Alfred would support Batman. He wasn't necessarily trying to be as leading as Batman, if that makes any sense. Yeah, well, I, sh- I should say he was more Bruce Wayne. Because he was, like, fun. Yeah, more Bruce Wayne. That, that, I definitely agree with you there. Yeah, like, he's, like, funding the Justice League. He's dating Lois Lane. Like, he's doing all these things. It's, like, that's just that's just Bruce Wayne qualities. And it's, like, he just didn't have the broodingness of Batman. But it's, like, you're just trying. Like, I get you can't use Bruce Wayne, but, like, come on. <laughs> they did hint it, though, all the time. No, not all the time, but a few times. Like, I, mean, I think they mentioned Gotham City. They, meant, they did, like, a... Like a dark thing, like a dark um, episode where they said, "Oh yeah, the little guy over there," and then they kind of like had a bat fly by, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, teasing they, like, man." They were, they were constantly doing stuff like that. Smallville was nine. There was a tease, man. There were a tease. <laughs> Remember how they were like, "He's never gonna fly." They were like, "Clark's never gonna fly," and then like every single season, the opening credits show him flying, and then he would constantly get like his body would get taken over by like a villain and immediately they would learn how to fly. And you'd be like, why can't Clark just fly? (laughs) Yeah. Those mental blocks, man. But yeah, you know what kind of pissed me off? Tom Welling, man. He, he was so against wearing the, the red, white and blue. And we had to wait till the literally the last few frames of the show to see him in donning the, the suit. Yes. I mean, I found it like, especially watching it as it was coming on, I thought it was kind of funny. Because it's like, he's just wearing the outfit all the time. Like, he's constantly... And it's like, I know the showrunner was against it, too. Like, both him yeah. and Tom were both against it. They were like, no tights. Um, what is it? He said something... He had, like, a famous quote to the showrunner. He was like, no tights and no flying or something like that. No tights, no flights. That's what it was. 
um, where it was like nobody should be wearing tights, but by like season five, every other character besides Clark is wearing tights. <laughs> yeah, Green Arrow, um, Aquaman, you know, Bart. Wally when he was there. Was no, like, wait, that wasn't Wally. That was yeah, it was Bart. <laughs> Bart, 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 Impulse. So well, that wasn't even Flash, right? It was. It was uh, the Flash's grandson. Oh God! Because so it was. Um, what was the OG Flash? Barry. No, not Barry. The oh, Jay Garrick. Jay Garrick's grandson, right? It's uh, it's Barry's grandson. Bart is Barry's grandson. Oh God! Yeah, it's but, not explained well in the show. <laughs> so, I know we did like several episodes where we talked about this, and people, yes, there is Marvel news, there is Disney news that I want to touch about. I'll touch on in a few minutes, but. I just want to clarify something about the Speed Force. So we know that the Speed Force was created from Barry. Barry technically is the Speed Force, if you want to get yes. technical about it, right? Yes. All right. I know that the Speed Force is outside the the multiverse and is one of the 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 walls you you might say of the DC multiverse that holds everything together, right? So mm-hmm. I know that. I, I get that. And I get that Barry was the OG one, right? Mm. And I understand that because the speed force is outside of time, it kind of exists everywhere and everywhere at once. So, but why is it that Garrick was, and I'm not talking about the, oh, the writers didn't know about it yet. I'm talking about in, in continuity. How come Jay Garrick is the first Flash if Barry himself is a speed force? Like, that makes no sense to me. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's really, so in universe, they kind of explain it as Barry eventually runs so fast that he becomes the lightning bolt that gives him his powers and sparks the speed force at the same time. So he kind of becomes like like how Peter Parker is like the Nexus Spider Man for all of Spider Verse. Like mm-hmm. Barry kind of becomes like the Nexus Flash for all of the Speed Force and all of the Flashes. But it gets so complicated and convoluted because technically Wally is the chosen one. By the speed force it's not even barry yeah and then when yo once wally gets the mobius chair there's a wrap exactly and like max mercury is also technically like he's also the speed force at the same time like it's it's technically both him and barry like barry becomes the actual like speed force manifestation but max mercury is actually like the inner speed force or whatever that gives speedsters their speed yeah, I'm just gonna stick to Marvel. Where there's a one above all, there's a crown, and then there's the Beyonders. Very yeah, simple. I'm in too deep with DC now. I've, I've, I've been have in you too seen deep for years? Have you seen the new Dark Side man? The one that's like the true form Dark Side. Yes, that dude is OP as hell. Is that? I mean, I've just I I love. Oh my gosh, I love Marvel for like groundedness. Like Spider Man is my favorite. Uh, one of my favorite heroes besides obsidian but spider-man is like my top tier um and i love gambit like i love marvel's like rounded heroes but i absolutely love dc's just overpowered stupidity it's so good (laughs) dude the fact that dc has no cosmic hierarchy annoys me like just go for it (laughs) but dude it it used to be that the present was the 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 end-all be-all of dc right Mm-hmm. Then no, no, we have the Overboid, 
which is the blank canvas where those stories are told. And then it became that the presence was created by the the hopes, dreams, the the well, you know, the the dreams of people. So now the presence is no longer the 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 top dog. Now it's the overboy. But then this new dark side that got introduced, he is on par with the overboy. And then there's the what's the the thing of five? Uh Sorry, my brain was thinking of the new gods for whatever reason. I don't know why. But it's like the like the fifth dimensional dudes. You mean that? No, but all right. So what do you you when it's four is the fourth. When fifth is the what's the fifth thing? How do you say it? Pent penta. No. Oh, oh my god. god. Damn it! I forgot what it's called. But it's like five beings that are like the the top dogs, right? And uh, then they got number it. Oh, yeah, the contestants, yeah. And I'm not talking about the haram haram anime that's out there. There's one, uh, do yourself a service, service, watch it in privacy, and you will have fun. Anyway, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the contestants in DC. They were the top dogs then. And then they got replaced by the hands. Mm -hmm. And then the hands got replaced by that new kind of super entity that Golden Wonder Woman became. And oh, yeah. now we're back to the overboy being the top dog. But it's like, the hell can we just... And I know more before anybody comes at me. I'm a Marvel fan. I know that the one above all just got dethroned as the, the top dog in Marvel. Because now we have the crown and we have what's known as the beyond entry to the real cosmic powers. But, you know, as as until the moment that they introduce those actual characters, the one above all is still the top dog in Marvel. So, See, don't come at me. This is how I always like, without avoid losing my mind with DC stuff, um, especially with the like cosmic stuff. I always view it as just uh, planetary space, and then anything beyond that is doesn't exist. Right? So, like planetary, uh, you're dealing with like the Justice League is like the ultimate power. Superman obviously is just like the ultimate ultimate power because it can't be stopped. Like it doesn't even matter. Like it's whatever. But <laughs> like, uh, but then like. Planetary is like dark side mobile apocalypse, and then like beyond that is like the new gods, uh, and those guys, and then beyond that is literally just like speed force, the uh, Owens, and then just like whatever parallax, like IO cosmic Owens. armor, Superman, yeah, and then it's like beyond that, I'm just like doesn't exist, and yeah, it's just too much to keep track of, <laughs> but you know, something that we can keep track of is. Stuff that has been out recently, uh, like the little segue, Morgan. Yes, I do. I like it. <laughs> so there's a few things that's been happening on the Marvel side of the world. You know, this is a, it is a nerdy podcast, but there is a lot of Marvel uh, connections here. You know, it's my 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 jam. Um, there was a movie that came out recently called. Well, there's two movies that came out in the times as we recorded, which was Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Good movie. A lot of people didn't like it. I personally liked it. Was mm-hmm. it the best Marvel movie? Not at all, but it's not the worst. Uh, we, huh? I had some laughs watching it. Yeah, it was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Loki season two came out. Amazing, amazing. Uh, Morgan, I don't know if you've seen it yet. I but just if you... it last night. Oh, man, you're going to love it. Though. Especially the, the ending. 
you, we have to talk about it when you get to the final episode because it's just man talk about a good ending to a show mm. uh there's also the marvels that came out and that's been the biggest flop in marvel ever it even beat the hulk and i don't think that's a good thing that you want to sue i mean do but you know that Mar- that movie the movie itself wasn't bad it's enjoyable was it, it destined to fail yes hmm? yeah it, it just got it got cooked because um it came out at the wrong time dude there was so many things working against it it's like this whole anti-woke woke mentality of like oh marvel's doing a movie all about women so we gotta hate it just because of that but then you have the people that are pro it which are saying oh you need to watch it because is all about the women and because though you have those people saying you need to go watch it because of that now you got even a larger party on the anti-woke side so it's like you know it's wild then you have all the people that don't like brie larson for you know i don't know if they know her personally but apparently the stuff that she said or done they don't like her so that had that against them as well then you have the fact that you have to watch the disney plus shows in order to know who kamala khan is or who monica rambeau is so it was like so much working against the movie and let's not ignore the big giant you know writer strike though and actor strike that was going on which made it so that actors couldn't promote the movie that they were in it was just like that movie was destined to fail exactly like there was really <coughs> it just um it really just it they should have pushed it for like another six months just push yes. it and just and just wait for the new year and just kind of put it out then um because i think it would i think it would have fared better um do i th- i think that in the future it'll be thought of fondly i think i think you just kind of have to put a lot of stuff in the rearview mirror and um like a lot of movies you know like everybody hated uh the incredible hulk when it came out and now everybody looks back at that movie and they go that was good it was enjoyable yeah. you know like you just put it in the rearview mirror a few years people would be like this was actually a really fun enjoyable movie <laughs> Yeah, but because of the the massive blockbuster um, failure that the movie has become, Marvel itself had to be kind of like press the the pause on everything that they were producing because as big as a, Mar- a Marvel fan that I am, I do excuse me, sorry, I do recognize that the you know that Marvel Studios hasn't been doing the best. They haven't been producing the high quality that they're known for. Are they in shambles like a lot of people are saying? I don't think so. They just need to get their shit together. And now that Bob Iger's back and the whole crap that Bob Chabik did, the former CEO of Disney, you know, which forced Kevin Feige to produce, 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 it took away a lot of the power that Kevin Feige had. And now all that power has been given back to him by Bob Iger. Is, you know, Marvel is in kind of like rebuilding mode at this point, considering the fact that. For 2025, there's only one movie that's coming out, which is um, Deadpool 3. Originally, it was supposed to be Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, or Captain America 4, New World Order, but that got pushed to 2025. You know, only Deadpool, which is connected to Loki, you know, kind of continuing the multiverse um, shenanigans. Mm-hmm. So, Marvel right now is in kind of repair mode, and, and I... As a Marvel fan, it sucks that we're not going to have that much content for next year, but I I know why they're doing it, and I and I agree the the fact that it needs to be done in order to kind of 
you know, put a break on, on things, let people kind of, you know, take a breather and, and heart, the heart grows fonder with distance or distance makes the heart grow fonder, however the expression is. Yeah, and I think it's also a really good thing that um, showrunners and like actual shot lists and, and pre-production are actually going to be put into uh, shows again. Um, namely mm-hmm. a lot of uh, Marvel and Lucasfilm shows um, because that's something that stopped at, at, their, at the studios for a, a while um, which coincided a lot to the decline in quality that everyone was used to because things weren't planned in advance anymore so they were mm-hmm. kind of just shooting on the day and just things were getting reshot all over the place and things were getting reshuffled so it kind of leads to you know, at least a little bit of scramble when you're editing and a little bit of scramble <clears throat> for the CGI artists and everything to put together these visuals that they weren't prepared for or that weren't planned because you didn't have a showrunner and you didn't have, you know, a shot list and, and storyboards to work from. So they're just kind of like coming up with stuff. So it kind of looked a little bit worse um, and the stories kind of weren't as tight as they could have been uh, because you didn't really have <laughs> captains steering the ship. And you know what's crazy? A lot of people, and you know that I'm a huge Kevin Feige fan. And one of the worst things that Bob Chaper could have done when he became the CEO of Disney was make it so that Bob, Bob, so that Kevin Feige was stretched so thin, man. One of the key elements of Marvel being so successful is the fact that they had one person overseeing everything, and that was Kevin Feige. During the Bob Chapek era of, of Marvel slash Disney, it, it became so that Kevin Feige had to rely on some of his lieutenants to, you know, to helm some of these projects, make sure that the quality was on par. But unless it's the brains behind the operation, it's not going to be the same. As much as you try it to be, like there's stuff that Kevin Feige would never approve of that maybe one of his lieutenants will approve of. And you want to keep that consistency. And now that he's kind of like taking a step back and focusing more on like the upcoming movies slash shows. I'm hopeful that he's more involved or like the way that he was originally. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm one of those people where it's like, I love to see um, a little bit of like change. Um, and I want, I want, I want them to bring in preferably, I would have preferred for the new daredevil show for them to bring back the showrunners from the original one. Um, but it's like, I just, I want to see, I want to see like a little bit of change. I want to see people, um, I want to see Kevin Feige kind of like say, hey, this is your show. Do what you're going to do with it. Because I think, I think, and I've been saying this for a long time, I think Marvel could do with a little bit less interconnectivity right now. Um, I think that it being so interconnected has now led to a little bit of a detriment as people are, are feeling fatigued. Um, so having some one-offs and having some things that have nothing, absolutely nothing to do with uh with an interconnected story would help to revitalize the brand and help to revitalize the uh the story much like comics sometimes you just you know sometimes you don't want to read you know the issue 387 of amazing spider-man sometimes you just want to read like a one-off story you know you want to read a a spider-man reign or you know or a mr and mrs x and then you jump back into x-men number 586 you know what i mean see i agree with you to some extent like i agree that the the people producing the show or movie should have free reigns to, you know, kind of make it their own story. But at the same time, you do want to have that overseeing factor that kind of brings back a gap of like, okay, maybe 
have a little connection. Like, here's a perfect example, Eternals. Eternals was such a good movie. Directed by Chloe Zhao, one of the best directors ever. Um, the movie wasn't that connected to the MCU in terms of like, you know, the, where the story was going. And a lot of fans, they got kind of turned down, turned back because the lack of interconnectivity. So it's kind of like, you do want to have the connectivity, but you also want to allow the, the directors to do their, their thing. Exactly, and it's like I, I'm. I was a. I liked Eternals. Eternals is one of my favorite Marvel movies. Up the top five for me. Yeah, because it, it because of all those things. It's like I, I remember. Um, I also think it's also partially like uh, there's an entirely new era of kids who didn't grow up with uh with this thing, right? Like you remember when Iron Man came out in theaters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you remember the stuff before Iron Man came out in theaters, like. And I think that also colors a bit of my perception is I do remember the terrible uh, Captain. I remember watching like the terrible Captain America movies from the seventies on TV and like, Hey, 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 let's not insult the classics. Okay. Dude, that thing is so bad, man. <laughs> what was that shield, dude? Like, what? Wasn't it made out of like top, not Tupperware, like um, plexiglass or something? Yes, and they like put it on the front of the motorcycle. It was terrible. It was all tiny. I was like, "What's going on here? What is this?" <laughs> like the shield's changing size. <laughs> like what is happening? The suit was just immaculate, though. Like, yeah. I don't know. like, but we remember those things. I remember Howard the Duck is one of my favorite movies, like of all time, because of how insane it was that they actually, you know, were able to figure out how to make a puppet of that duck and like get it to to move for an hour and a half. You know what I mean? Like it's you know so I remember those things and even Ang Lee's Hulk which is it's not a good movie but I look at it fondly and I'm like this was a time where people kind of tried stuff and it worked or it didn't work um, but we're kind of dealing with an entire generation of people who grew up with this thing already existing it's like how we grew up with Star Wars like already existing you know what I mean true and, true but so it's like they don't get that feeling of like seeing seeing something new like a star wars come out for the first time um like we saw the birth of the mcu um and now it's kind of like the mcu's kind of grown up a little bit like it's grown up and i think that i think that it's kind of stunted a little bit as they chase you know as they chase the the dragon uh per se um down the rabbit hole but i think we should be allowed to it should be allowed to grow older a little bit and grow um and I think that's a good thing with with Deadpool being because I think it's still rated R, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, the, I think it's a good thing that that they're kind of allowing it to grow and breathe a little bit and expand beyond what it is. I think that's that's extremely important and will allow for it to to evolve because I think that's kind of what's the issue has been recently is that it feels like it should be growing and it feels like it hasn't, and I think people are kind of starting to feel a little bit of friction there. I guarantee, though, that after Secret Wars, they're going to do, whether it be a soft reboot or a hard reboot, they're going to reboot the MCU. Probably. Because, I mean, yeah, it it feels like it's time because it feels like it's it's like a a crab that's, like, outgrown its shell. You know what I mean? Like, it needs to molt and, like, get a new shell. Like, it feels like that sort of thing of, like, it's bursting at the seams and ready for different stories. I will always say that, uh, what you call it, um, New Mutants, even though it wasn't good, the fact that it was like trying something that felt very different and very new 
was a good thing. And the MCU feels like it is ready to evolve or ready to molt and find a new skin. And it just hasn't been able to hit its stride yet in this new era. Listen, I blame, I blame both cheap Pigman. I mean, I, I blame, I blame just, you know, <laughs> executives in, in general. <laughs> well, yeah, um, so that's some of the things that's been happening on the Marvel side of the world. On the broader Disney side of things, <clears throat> I don't know if you notice, or for those of you that haven't noticed, Hulu is now a part of Disney Plus and still in its beta mode. But now, if you have a subscription to both Hulu as well as Disney Plus, you will have a new tab on the Disney Plus Disney Plus app that's going to allow you to watch um, Hulu just the same way that you're able to watch Marvel and Lucasfilm content and Nagio content for those of you that you know peruse that side. But yeah, uh, very similar to the way that the stars is handled internationally. And I think that's a good thing, man. I, I've been calling for them to do that for a long time. There's still, all content is still not there. Like there's some animes, there's some shows that still hasn't been ported over, but everything at some point that is going to be moved on the Disney Plus app. Um, Morgan, how do you feel about that? I just want my bill to go down, dude. <laughs> <sighs> Sadly, that's never going to happen, though. <laughs> These damn streaming bills, man. I feel like I'm paying more than... I am paying more than what I was paying for cable. Oh, yeah, 100%. It, it's so annoying. I just... Like, I don't, I don't want to have to pay for it. Like, I have the bundle because I, I watch sports. Um, and I watch, like, hockey and whatever. Um, and because I'm not home at the moment, like, I have to watch... Uh, I have to watch the Islanders and the Rangers on ESPN+. Plus, uh, because I don't have MSG uh, where I'm at. So it's like I have to pay for ESPN Plus so I can keep track of the teams that I watch. And then it's like I also have Disney and I also have Hulu. It's like I just want my bill to go down. <laughs> oh, man, excuse me. I feel you, man. I There's so many apps that I don't really use and I just ha- need to have because there's one or two shows that I'm watching, like uh, Peacock. I keep Peacock because I watch my Chicago shows. So Chicago Chicago PD and all that stuff. But those shows are on hiatus right now. And yeah. right now I'm paying for Peacock just to have uh, the monthly WWE pay-per-views if they're still there, what they're called. Besides that, I don't use Peacock at all. That's me with like HBO Max. Like I keep it for Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, HBO Max is one of the apps I use the most, man. I'd never use it. Like I, I literally, I'll look at it and I'll go, I'll watch Doctor Who, and then I'll like open it up, um, or I'll watch like a DC animated thing. But outside of that, it's like I never use, like I don't don't use like any of them hardly. Like I'll turn on Netflix for like one or two shows or like Korean shows because they they, they're they're the only ones that have like the weekly Korean shows as they as they get like broadcasted in Korea. Mm -hmm. So and like I'm I'm learning Korean, so it's like good to to be able to like practice but like i never use like hardly any of them <laughs> anymore i'm like I'll, I'll look at the bear or something or, or whatever or whatever's coming out weekly i'll watch that because i'm like so cable pilled again <laughs> there's um youtube is one of the ones that i use the most like i since i've been like fiending on pokemon scarlet and violet for the last few months Mm-hmm. I watch a lot of like um, competitions, a lot of um, regional championships and stuff. So YouTube has been the one that I've been using the most. But 
I'm gonna recommend the show. I know that we don't normally do recommends like so early in the show, but you have to watch this series on HBO Max, man. It's called uh, Searching, 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 Searching. It's called uh, Thirty Coins. Mm, okay, dude. The show. If you get scared easily, you need to watch the show. Dope. If you are the type that you like horror, you need to watch the show. If you're the type that you enjoy a good, oh my god, what the f- is going on drama, mm-hmm. you're going to love the show. I will also say I do watch HBO Max for like cooking shows uh, because they have some of the mo- more personable ones. I feel like Netflix spends a lot of money on their cooking shows and Hulu doesn't have, uh, they have like the network ones, but the network ones aren't great. Uh, so no, that's too scripted for me. Is that like HBO Max does have the most like personal and intimate uh, the cooking shows on the, on any streaming service? So I do watch them a lot for that. <laughs> I need to check them out. I know people talk about the Selena Gomez one. Yes, it is. Um, it is. It is quite uh, quite the show. I do quite like it. Um, and also, our flag means death is also very good. But that's just because I, I like Taika Waititi stuff. I like. I think his stuff is funny. <laughs> Well, all I know is that you need to watch uh, Thirty Coins. So good, so good. Is that? I mean, do you do you have YouTube Premium? I do. I I can watch ads on YouTube, man. Okay, like I'm the, I'm the same way. Like I'm like like we said earlier in the show. Like I love commercials. I hate YouTube ads. Yes, YouTube it's because it's not a it's not a commercial. It's a crappy ads. Exactly, they're like the worst, you know. But like, so I'll I'll I I pay YouTube Premium and I watch so much stuff on youtube like it's constantly like all day every day i'm like okay because i'm like whenever i'm working i'll have like something playing in the background it'd be like a ludwig video or some nonsense or whatever about like mario party or something because it's something yeah. that's like you can just tune it out while you're working you know what i mean yeah and for those of you advertisers listening i i don't mean that your ads are crappy if you want to sponsor the show you're more than welcome to do so just saying Is it <laughs> but um <laughs> you know what's funny though YouTube Premium has so many benefits. It offers you, um, what's it called? Discord, some Discord benefits. It offers you, uh, you YouTube Music. It offers you the ad free. That you know, that's the main reason that I have it. But there's other things that it does or that allows you to do, and I'm taking advantage of none of that. I pay twelve dollars a month just to have no ads on YouTube. Is goaded when you're like sleeping and you're watching a video while you're sleeping. Yes. Because like I will straight up because then you don't get the ads at the end of the video or at the beginning of the video. Like you can just go to sleep. And you can just close your phone. Is then nothing's gonna like wake you up? Because I'll like I'll admit it. I'll admit it in public right now. I watch ASMR. I watch it. <laughs> and I, watch I do it. too, but it's for <laughs> specific shows like nature shows and stuff. Not because that- I like the <laughs> like you know which one's good. Like really, really good in a, a weird as ASMR kind of way. Mm. You know those ending shows about the quote unquote building in the forest, yeah, with no tools. Those are good ASMR when they're when you they're just picking at the at the ground. Is I love the ones where it's just like someone like typing. Like I love typing AMR, where it's like people just typing um, on like various like nice click keyboards, or they're like. Um, or like ones, or like tapping. I really like tapping because it's something that's like it's almost white noise, you know. And I will be like asleep so quick. 
I don't like the ones that are people being overly sexual. I find that so annoying. When they'd be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Like, I love a good, I love a good, like, uh, I love a good tapping. I love a good, like, somebody telling a story. Because it's almost like, you're, like, it's like, it's like someone's giving you a nice little bedtime story or something, you know? I love it. I love one of those. You know, it's like, tell me about what you did during the day, you know? I'm out cold. <laughs> yeah, I, I personally prefer the one that's like, activity noise preferably in some sort of nature setting or construction construction ones are fun to to listen to oh yeah yeah like it's it's one of those things like i love a good i, I enjoy like asmr like it'll put me to sleep real quick but it's like the worst thing you can have is like mm-hmm. a nice quiet video and all of a sudden a loud youtube ad because you're, you're like cranking the the volume all the way up when you're watching the video and then all of a sudden just a youtube ad comes in full blast in your headphones. <laughs> yeah. One that's as when I get to like the canceling subscriptions, YouTube for me is one that I would never cancel because I is is literally the service that I use the most. Exactly. Like I, I went through and I was going to cancel a bunch of stuff. Um, because I was like, there's so many things I don't use. Like I literally I'll use Crunchyroll like once a year. <laughs> I oh you remember how before I wasn't paying for Crunchyroll? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, they they called me, so they they were like, "Oh, you need to subscribe." I'm like, "No, I do not." Dang. Yeah, Same. I mean, it was a good three years, so can't complain. I mean, I've had the same. I think I'm like grandfathered into the price at this point because they haven't raised my bill like at all. Um, Crunchyroll is not one known to raise bills. I mean, now that Sony owns it, they might, but as as of right now, they they only did one price hike that I remember. Yeah, like it's still it's at the point where it's like. Is so cheap that I'm like I don't I don't really care even though I don't use it like that. Like I use it like maybe once or twice a year. Like every time I go, I'm gonna finish one piece this time, and, and then I don't. You know, it's funny though. You could be Crunchyroll less, but the moment you become Crunchyroll less, that's when you want to watch something on Crunchyroll. And the Crunchyroll ads are some of the worst, man. Exactly. That's why I was like, I'll just keep it because I was like, I just got like the the whatever the lowest premium plan is. I was like, I'll just take that. I don't care. Like, I don't need ultra mega premium for Crunchyroll. You know what I mean? Like, I don't watch anime enough for that. Like, I watch trash anime. I don't care. <laughs> I think one of the big, biggest benefits for Crunchyroll, like super premium or super fan, I think they call it, is the early access to, like, merch and stuff. But I'm I'm not... If I'm going to buy merch, I'm not going to buy it off Crunchyroll. I'm going to buy it off, like, let's say, a Geek Den or something like that. Yeah, if I'm going to buy it, that, that's also, like, the thing for me. I don't buy anime merch specifically online like if i'm gonna buy anime merch i'm gonna buy it at like anime expo or like yeah like you're looking at it in person and you get the urge to buy it it's not something that you're seeking out to buy it exactly because when am i ever gonna wear it i'm never gonna wear an anime shirt in my life like it's not a thing i'm gonna do (laughs) me staring on my ton of anime shirts (laughs) like i'll wear i wear like band shirts i'll wear like i I, I even kind of stopped wearing like comic book shirts over the years like as i like got older i don't I don't know what it was about like i don't know like i used to wear a spider-man shirt all the time and then it's like when i hit like 18 i was like i'm not wearing these anymore i don't know i don't know what happened <laughs> you know what shirts i really like to this day that i seek out the rest the wwe shirts man the quality is so good oh yeah yeah i, I wear wrestling shirts a lot because it, it is like you said it's really good quality shirts dude i still have my nwo shirt from the early 2000s 
Oh yeah, I got I got an OC shirt, and I have like a few AEW shirts because I really like the quality of their like shirts, like and their and whatever they're using to put their decals on, like their their um whatever they're whatever they're doing to put their like graphics on. It it I mean it holds up because I've had this shirt for years and it hasn't even faded a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, have, speaking of wrestling, have you been keeping up with wrestling? Somewhat. Like I know what's going on in in certain ways but i have no concept of any deeper storylines happening right now <laughs> did you see that punk is back in WWE? i did i saw that and i was like oh cool we'll see how long this lasts <laughs> i was not expecting for him to actually be like there's been rumors and people been saying it but nobody could say for sure so when i actually saw him come out i was like oh i got hyped not gonna lie is that not hype happen? like some people started crying but i got hype i think i had like because i remember when because uh, obviously he had he had debuted in AEW before he went back to WWE, so I think I lost the pop. Like I used the pop up, you know what I mean, when I saw him come back to AEW. So when he came back to WWE, I was like, oh, okay. So he he like switch companies. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but it was a big deal, man. Because how long? How many years was this man trashing WWE after he left? Yeah, and for him to be back, I mean, now they're on the trips, and trips WWE is a hundred times better than Vince's WWE. But, I, mean, yeah. I think I just used my pop up, you know, I'd use the pop. I was like, oh, OK, yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> back for good now. Like, <laughs> like, oh, man. Like, uh, like when like when Sting came back or whatever, like on AEW and Edge showed up and like Christian showed up and when Christian like wrestled for the first time, that was like that was my that was my like big pop because it was such like a meaningful thing for him to like be able to wrestle again. I was like, oh, this is dope. <laughs> See, for me, I feel like the fact that there's so many ex-WWE guys in AEW now, it feels like it's TNA 2.0. It, it, it can feel like that sometimes, but I think they balance it really well um, with a lot of the newer guys. And a lot of the older guys are, are much more like mentor roles. Um, are they, though? Because all you see now over all over TV is Edge, Christian, or well, what's his name now? Adam Cage and Adam Copeland. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they, I mean, they, they still do their, a lot of stuff, but my, my favorite stuff is, uh, is the Kenny and hangman stuff. Like that's, that's pretty big. Um, Jericho took like a big step back, um, to give the younger guys like a, a lot more breathing room now that he's kind of like, you know, now he kind of boosted them a lot, um, to give them kind of room to run. Um, the, 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 like the inclusion of a lot of the, um, New Japan stuff is really good and bringing them over like Kota Ibushi and Jay uh Jay Lethal and like or Jay uh Jay White and all these guys like having them over is really 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 good um and even to just see like the original original Bullet Club like Tafa and Tonga and, and these guys like actually being on American television is like dope. Yeah. True. Well, speaking of that, I did you see that Okada might be going to WWE? That would be cool I if he does. That would be dope. Mm-hmm. There's so many fresh opponents that he could face there, man. Like, imagine Okada versus Reigns, or Okada versus like, uh... oh my god, what's this guy's name? Seth Rollins or something. Okada versus Randy will be good too. My only fear is that they wouldn't let him do what he does best. You know what I mean? Like, because Okada is like, he's doing hour and a half long matches. You know what I mean? <laughs> True, but. 
on the business, it's definitely it wouldn't happen. But on the trips, it might not a hundred percent an hour match. But like the Okada will be more Okada than if Vince would have been the one running the show. Exactly. Like that's one of those things where it's like I I don't want to see him lose that that kind of like hard style Japanese like going for and i don't i don't think american audiences would be able to handle it honestly a lot of times like i think it'd get to about the 30 minute mark and they'd be like okay let's wrap it up let's let's hit like a small package or something and get out of here (laughs) (laughs) oh man um but i think i'm gonna have to start wrapping it up bro oh yes 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 yeah the twins the, the the people are moving um but yeah guys so this was a really fun show. I was surprised that we went over an hour. Didn't even feel like we did. Yeah. <laughs> See, when there's a good time, you just have fun. You just enjoy it. And this was definitely an enjoyable. Uh, even though we did a already an episode last week, this was kind of like the first episode back where we addressed all the you know the fun things that happened in the transition period, whatever. But yeah, uh, Morgan. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. Let let people know where they can find you. Yeah, uh, loved it as as per usual. You can find me around the internet um, at Morgan L. Brooks on on the Twitter, on the Instagram, uh, on Blue Sky, I guess, on uh, like pretty much everywhere. That's that's it's my name. Um, you can also listen to me and Bradley talk about uh, movies and uh, and like the a little bit more like industry specific stuff um, on the Ren Pod, where uh, wherever you get your podcasts, and and also on YouTube as well. Um, yeah, and uh, and watch watch short films that I make or something. I don't know. Go do go do that stuff. Go do the fun things, man. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and you guys can find me by I think, like I said earlier, by looking for me on Lovel TV on Clapper. There you can see some of my fitness journey stuff. We we'll sprinkle with some nerdy stuff. Um, find my normal TikTok. Where I talk mostly Marvel and random dances at some point. I don't know. I, I, I post that in there as well by looking for bearded underscore Lobo, which was my original username. And you can find the full on fitness stuff on Bagnagon Zero, which is one of my favorite characters from Final Fantasy, mixed with another favorite character from Final Fantasy. That's where the name comes from. And you can find the Lobo TV podcast anywhere the podcasts are sold. I'm not 100% sure if the podcast is. Um, available everywhere. I know that's obviously on Spotify, Apple Music, from App or Apple Podcasts, which then distributed to a bunch of podcasting places. Today, it went back on Amazon. So, if you're listening to it, yay! If you're not listening to it, how are you? How do you know I'm saying this? If you're not listening to it, see, see the magic how it happens. You're listening to it. That means you have it. And hopefully you're one of the few lucky ones that got to keep some of the legacy episodes. But yeah, you can find that everywhere. You can find the video content on YouTube by looking for Lobo TV. And yeah, hope you catch. So hope to catch you guys on the next one. Hope you guys have fun and stay safe. Be well. If you're in the northwest, northwest, northeast, stay warm, stay cold. Yeah, peace. Peace. I will not forget the Mets passed on Shohei Otani. I just want that on the record. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a, a good closing remark. <laughs> and recordings.
Oh, I need 